Let's start with our first guest tonight, uh, Abdel Bari Atwan. He's a distinguished writer, commentator, and he's the editor-in-chief of Rai Al-Yum. Uh, I, I welcome you to the uh, to the show tonight. Uh, thank you for, for coming. It is my pleasure to be with you. Um, it is a very su- successful show. So now I have been spending most of my time actually following the situation in Gaza. You know, uh, I am. I was born in a refugee camp in Gaza, and my family are there. And to be honest, because the electricity cut off, because the Wi-Fi is cut off, so I don't know who is uh, dead, who is alive, still alive. Where are they? They did they, they were you know, have been evacuated from Gaza according to the Israeli leaflet leaflet which thrown to them, leaving your house, otherwise you will be bombed. So it is a very difficult and there is no water, there is no food, there is nothing that you know the the Israeli government, Israeli army stopped the vans of actually uh, aids to enter Gaza. So it it is it is uh, blockade very, very brutal blockade. And I believe people, children are killed, as you see. It is. It was capital, it was uh, collective punishment. It was actually genocide. It, it was uh, yeah, 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 death everywhere, death everywhere in, in, in Gaza Strip. So uh, it, people, people, nobody caring about them. And the, the disaster thing, when the Al-Ahli hospital was bombed by the Israeli, and what makes pe- people frustrated, angry, when President uh, Joe Biden, who's supposed to be the leader of the uh, liberal war world, of who, who consider himself as actually the d- defender of human rights, he came out and said, no, it is not the Israeli who bombed them. No, it, was, it is the other side, means the uh, Palestinian. Imagine the Palestinians are killing themselves and killing their children. This is, this is uh, the free America. This is the leader of the world. This is the country which is supposed to be with people who are really in such position. But unfortunately, they are completely the opposite and siding with the people who are committing the genocide against unarmed people this is this is that the this is a situation which i'm i'm really 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 so frustrated and so angry because the international community the west in particular they are taking the side of the killers this is this is how they were telling us lecturing us that human rights is their value uh, to, to intervene for democracy is their value and look what happened they destroyed iraq now and they destroyed libya they destroyed uh, syria and now they want to destroy the gaza strip which is 150 square miles only and it is a flesh everywhere so this is the problem and they are committing massacres in that part of the world uh, to be honest, I am I am really shocked. I've been in this Western world, a free world, for the last 45 years, and now I I see completely different world. I I see you know a very barbaric treatment of innocent people like my people in Gaza. Well, first of all, I share your frustration and I share your anger. Um, I don't share your background though, and and I and the reason why I bring that up this way is, you know. There's another war going on in Ukraine. And when Russia surrounded the city of Mariupol, uh, Russia was accused of instigating a siege, cutting off water, 
cutting off electricity, cutting off food. And even though Russia didn't do that, the accusation was there, and Russia was accused of committing massive war crimes, violations of humanity, etc. Um, in the world, Europe, you said, Europe says we have values. We, we, these are our values. We condemn Russia. And yet here's Israel. They announce that they are cutting off the electricity. They announce that they're cutting off the water. They announce that they're cutting off the food. They announce that they're cutting off the basic life support. And then they bomb the city as part of a doctrine, the Dahiwa doctrine of mowing the grass. And the world says nothing. Why do you think that is? Why is it the Western world cares about Ukrainians and they don't care about Palestinians. Why is the double standard? Because, you know, that the enemy is different. When it is, the enemy is Israel, it is completely the opposite. They don't care at all. When the President, uh, uh, you know, Biden telling us that you, are, you, you must respect the international legality, you must respect the law of wars. But okay, well, we want to, you are lecturing us about the war, of law, the laws of wars. Okay, what, what are you doing now? But you are supporting the people who are actually, yeah, yeah, dumbing the, 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 the laws of war. Never commit themselves this. When you bomb a hospital, you know, when you also, you know, sent a warning to this hospital before, before you bomb it, you must clear, you must, you know, the, close the hospital otherwise we will kill you I, I, I'm really shocked you know to say what, what about the, those ill people what about those injured where shall they go you know they immediately just by a leaflet saying you must clear it out completely where to go and the other things there is no medicine even those people there is no medical helps at all there is no medicine at all so why this is is happening this is this is this is the problem which we are facing the enemy that is the soviet union that's uh, russia but now when it comes to israel it has to be above all the international law all the legalities all the religion they are actually worshipped by the west but why because they don't want them to come back to the west they get rid of them they throw them to the middle east throw them to the arabs throw them to, again you know to be re replacing the palestinian now they know that if israel is defeated that those israeli will go back to their original countries in germany in france in united states scott this is the facts this is the facts. They don't want the Jews. That's 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 the problem. This is the problem we are facing, and we are paying a very heavy price in the Middle East, in Palestine, because of this. You know, when I take a look at the uh, the events, I, I take a look at the the, the Western media, and, and you're you know you're an editor. You, I'm sure, monitor all media. Um, after October 7th, as the um, Israeli dead were being counted, um, CNN, MSNBC, American outlets, every time they talked to the family of, a, of an Israeli who was killed, they said, say their name. Tell us their name. What was their name? And notice I said an Israeli who was killed. When was the last time an American commentator, an American announcer, asked a Palestinian father, what was the name of your child? What was her name? 
What was the boy's name? See, we call them dead Palestinians. We don't say they were killed. They're dead. We refer to them as mathematical figures. We say 300 children were killed, 1,000 Palestinians. What are their names? Who are these people? And until we call them by their names, until we recognize them as living people, they will always be numbers. And this is one of the reasons why this, this has to end. We have to start shouting the names of the dead children. They have to have names. The names must be attached to faces. The faces must be attached to bodies. The bodies must be attached to souls. So when the soul departs the earth, the people feel the same pain that the parents do. But right now, we just treat them as a statistic. How can we change this? How can we change, turn the Palestinians from a statistic to a human being? You know, Scott, I'll tell you something. Through my own, I have been in this country for 45 years in Britain. And we came here because of the freedom of expression. But when the Guardian, for example, sack, you know, a cartoonist simply because he, you know, published a cartoons which is not actually according to Benjamin Netanyahu criteria, he was sacked. He was sacked. You know, now they, they, they don't give the other people um, opinion. They don't give them the space to talk, to talk about their miserable situation, to talk about their suffering or the people suffering. Okay. They always lecturing us, saying, look, you have to be rational. You know, you, you have to prove everything with documents. You cannot just say that things like that without any any proof about it. Like, okay, the Biden, Mr. Biden, President Biden is saying that you know the other side who commit the massacre and uh, the genocide in Gaza or in, in uh, Al Ahli Hospital, which were which was bombed just uh, two days ago or days ago. Yeah. One day ago. So the problem is okay, but then you you said, do you have any proof? Did you send an investigation groups in order to check who who committed this crime? You are the president of United States, the superpower, the the biggest superpower on earth in history. You are saying after one day you, that the Palestinian killed themselves, killed their children. What kind of rationality is this? You know what? How those people actually act? I'm I'm, I'm really shocked. Okay, people usually send people investigation group uh, or or committee to investigate to see the proof to see that you know what what kind of missiles was used, what kind of bomb was used, and whether the Palestinian can have these kind of bombs. But to say that no, you know, the Palestinian who did it. And you know we have information, the American army information, yeah, telling us that the Palestinian who committed this massacre against themselves. What kind of people like that? What kind of rationality is, is this? Please tell me, Scott. You know them. You've been with them. Tell me what kind of rationality is this? Well, you asked me a question. I'll give you an answer. Um, first of all, there's no rationality. Um, we don't treat Arabs as human beings. We treat them as something other than a human being. Look at how we behaved in Iraq. What is the rationality of what we did to Iraq? Look at how we behaved in Libya. We claim to care about the Libyan population, but we oversee the assassination of Muammar Gaddafi, and we've left Libya in ruins, falling amongst themselves. This society that had been built up to a level of greatness has now been destroyed. 
because we don't view them as humans. We view them as numbers, as statistics. And sadly, that's what the Palestinians have become. Statistics, numbers. My my struggle is how, and, and some people get mad at me sometimes uh, because I become very emotional. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be calm. I'm supposed to be rational. I'm supposed to be, but let me put it this way. If somebody killed my daughter, I would not be calm. I would not be r- rational. I would be furious. I would be enraged. And I think it's important that everybody who's watching what happens to the people of Palestine, the people of Gaza, treat every child that dies as their own child, to become enraged, to become furious, to become angry, to become emotional. The time for rationality is over. I'm not talking about going over to irrational acts of violence. I'm talking about the tolerance we give to the suffering of the Palestinians, the tolerance we give to the suffering of the Arab population at the hands of Israel and the collective West. We have committed massive crimes against the Arab world. And why the Arab world continues to tolerate these crimes is beyond me. I mean, I understand the politics of the Middle East, but help me with this. Why is Egypt saying if the Palestinians leave Gaza and come to Egypt, that is an act of war. Why is the King of Jordan saying, if the Palestinians leave Gaza and come to Jordan, it's an act of war? The Palestinians are being used as a pawn right now, tragically stuck in the middle of this conflict between the Arab world and the Israelis, between East and West, but the people who are paying the price, overwhelmingly, are the Palestinians. When are we going to change this? When are we going to start treating the Palestinians with the respect they deserve? Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that the Palestinian will be treated as a human by the West. You know, simply because it seems, you know, that not only they are racist, but they are cruel. You know, imagine, you know, no sympathy at all with more than a thousand child babies were massacred by the Israeli raids. No, and it's, I cannot see any, in the media in particular, any sign of sympathy to those people who were bombed. Or all the, the women who were bombed, all, all people in the, in the hospital in their beds. So this is the problem. The, the media now is actually is doing a very criminal uh, coverage of the atrocities which is taking place on Gaza Strip. So when the CNN, for example, so, you know, putting the story that you know the, the Palestinian beheaded the Israeli babies, so and then it is viral everywhere, and President uh, uh, Biden accepts this uh, fake news as a real news, and he also propagating about it. So imagine if the if the head of United States, the head of the biggest superpower on earth, saying, uh, adopting a fake state and circulating it and using it to justify the bombardment, the genocide against Palestinian people until now, we don't know how many people were there. They destroyed a lot of buildings. They destroyed a lot of tower. They, you know, people still under under the uh, rubble, still under the destruction uh, of their houses. So, how I, I cannot to be honest i cannot i cannot explain it uh, i cannot answer your question scott simply because you mentioned we even we are not figure 
even even you know i hope the users are as a figure no maybe much lower than that they don't think we are a human being if they are if they think we are a human being they wouldn't behave this way and the, when the israeli minister or the army general he's saying those are those are animals human animals imagine that when the Israeli president saying that there is no innocent people, there is no civilian in Gaza, what it means? It means go and massacre them, go and beheaded them, go and bomb them. That's that's the problem which which we are facing. And they still, they are highly respectable in, on the Western world and in the Western media. This is the problem. This is not the media I know. I used to be, you know, an opinion writer for The Guardian. They never called me. I, I did it for years. They never called me. And, you know, they banned me from appearing in all British televisions and British media. Well, I was the darling of the BBC. I was the darling of the ITV. I was the darling of Sky News. Now they don't come simply because there is the accusation is ready. Anti Semitic. Hey, this, that's the problem. And they use it as a sword, actually, to cut our heads, to ban us completely. So what I say, well, honestly, the West is losing the so-called values. Maybe there weren't any values, to be honest, to lose it. But now, even if there is little of them, now they lost it completely. And it is shame on them. It is shame on the media in this country. It is shame on the institutions. It is shame on the parliament who are actually siding with the people who are committing the genocide against people in under a blockade for at least 17 years until now. 17 years of a blockade, the 17 years in a cage. So, and this is, this is, you consider themselves the super people of the world, the people of uh, yeah, rationality, and the people who are intelligent, the people who are the worst, first class, and we are, even there is no cl classification of us to any class. Well, I can guarantee you this, um, Mr. Atwan. You won't be silenced here. You'll always have a voice here. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of George Galloway and say that on the mother of all talk shows, you will not be silenced. Your voice is important. Uh, your message is very important. Uh, before we before we leave, um, you know, words have value. You know this. You're an editor. Words are important. Words have meaning. Could you? quickly, and I know it's a very difficult thing to say quickly because what I'm going to ask you is a very difficult thing. There's a word out there, Nakba, the catastrophe. In the Arab world, it's known by everybody. Every Palestinian knows this. But in the Western world, in America, in England, it's unknown. What is the Nakba and why is it relevant to what's happening today? Yeah, the Nakba happened in 1948 when the British government at that time and with the West actually and the other countries, you know, they uh, sided with the Israeli. They sent Israeli gangster 
armed gangsters and to kick and you know to kill uh, the Palestinian. They committed massacres like Deir Yassin, where about 300, 300 people were massacred, you know, in a very, very brutal way that to frighten the other to leave the country. And uh, the, about 750,000 in 1948 Palestinian were actually kicked out of their land and one of them is my family in that time i was i wasn't born in that time so this is nakba nakba because you know a whole country is demolished and then they replaced people innocent people by other people and this is the imperialistic powers which did that now this same nakba is repeated in, on in, in Gaza Strip and maybe later in the West Bank. They are actually uh, killing people, massacring people in order to evacuate Gaza Strip. So the Israeli reoccupy it and to get rid of the so-called terrorists, as they call it, those people who are defending their rights and want to have uh, their, their, their country back. This is the problem. Yeah, they keep saying to us as Arab, look, yeah, you have to be rational. Sorry to repeat it again. You have to talk to your enemy. You have, you know, fighting is not, it wouldn't take you anywhere. Sit with them, talk to them. You will have a state like like what we gave the Jews a state in Palestine. If you do the same, we will actually give you a state. So we believe them. And the PLO, sit with them. Start, sign a treaty on the loan of the White House, Oslo Agreement, hoping that they will have a state. They never had one, nothing at all. So this is this is the problem. This is the real Nakba. The real Nakba is they don't listen to you know deprived people. They don't listen to uh, people who are considered about maybe tenth class, not one class. So the just one class, second class, third class is yeah, actually uh, reserved for them only. And as you mentioned, Scott, we are not even figure in their calculation. We are not even even human in in, in their uh, calculation of, of, of how and the vision of the people in the world. But this one, it wouldn't continue. Honestly, I believe now they they are very very well known. They don't believe. The war in, in, in uh, Ukraine, and I, I follow all your work there. You know, they don't, they will not win simply because they create this war and they plot it for it. And they usually, they don't do things in one day or in one month or one year. They were planning for this war exactly like they were planning to topple Saddam Hussein and to invade Iraq and to kill a million of the Iraqi innocent people. So and now it is the turn of the Palestinians. It is not enough for them, the Palestinians, to be homeless, to be young yeah, and, and under blockade, to suffer, to see their children uh, massacred. No, they must actually also kick to, to be kicked out. Now, where now? To Sinai. And they want to convince Egypt to accept those refugees on, on their uh, Sinai, in their territories. Imagine that. The plan is there. And they are carrying out it. They are implementing it. Another Nakba on the Gaza Strip. You know, there's a saying, uh, a tiger doesn't change its stripes. Israel's a nation born of a Nakba in 1948. Their hands are soaked in the blood of the Palestinian people they murdered and evicted from their lands. Israel today is carrying out another Nakba. It's been an endless Nakba an endless crime against the Palestinian people. 
Uh, I want to thank Abdel Bari Atwan. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for providing us your insights. Thank you for showing us your humanity and sharing the humanity of the Palestinian people.